Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Still Moments with Jesus. Today I'm your host, Brian, and I am so happy to spend this time with you. Uh, my wife and I were thinking, uh, just as, you know, working together as co-ministers about having a midweek segment, uh, just talking about stuff that pertains to us as people and especially for people who are just, you know, either in the faith, already Christians or uh, trying to follow Jesus in some way or in one way or the other and just needed some type of encouragement and just um, need that extra additional uh, motivation and encouragement going into the rest of the week and um, after much deliberation and also just some prompting from the Spirit of God just you know waiting on him praying trusting him we came to realize that one major thing one major factor that helps us really get through things is prayer but I don't think many people get to hear what makes prayer work. And uh, that being said, I think it'll be very important for us in just about five minutes or so, just going into the the things to look out for when approaching God and just praying. Now, I have my Bible open with me. I'm currently using the new uh, Revised Standard Version, the NRSV. And if you have your Bibles close by, please turn with me to Hebrews, uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Um, that is the book from which I will be drawing uh, my source of inspiration today regarding prayer and encouraging you to maintain your still moments uh, with Jesus in your own private time. And we do thank you, all of you who've been watching us from all over the world, from Belgium, from Canada, to the US, to Kenya. Uh, and everywhere else uh, that we have not caught up yet to see where you're watching and listening to us from, either on YouTube or on our podcast. But we thank you. We are truly, truly grateful that you're spending time with us like this. So thank you. Thank you again. Uh, we pray that this session will bless you and uh, not just bless you, but it'll help you be a blessing to others. For that is what we've been called to be and do in this world. Um, so I'll be reading from Hebrews 11. And I'll be reading specifically from Hebrews 11, from uh, from verses 6 to 7. Um, but I'll pay more special attention to Hebrews 6, which reads, And without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. For by faith Noah warned... Uh, Noah, warned by God about events as yet unseen, respected the warning and built an ark to save his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir to the righteousness that is in accordance with faith. Now, I want us to pay, to pay very close attention just to uh, verse 6 of Hebrews 11. Because it's a chapter just talking about faith and people of faith and how their actions, as we read in the text, were actually actions born of their faith and their trust in God. Um, and 6 reads again, And without faith it is impossible to please God. For whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Why is this important for um, understanding a basis of prayer in your own lives? I think oftentimes I've, in my pastoral work, come across people who've um, engaged in prayer but often thought that prayer is always transact a, a, a transaction of sorts right you're always trying to trade in one thing for another you you are pretty much coming down and you've probably heard this from different people different ministers as well 
that people often expect it to be a, a transaction of sorts where I give God one list of things that I want and I expect him to answer it and give me exactly what I want. Now, this is not to be said, This is so not to say that that is not a uh, not an aspect of which we're expecting in prayer, right? Because you're talking to a heavenly father, you're talking to, you're talking to a heavenly parent, to God who sees us, who made us, who understands our needs. Uh, but it's it's just one aspect of asking about things and oftentimes we make it a list of about about you know a list of things that we just expect for ourselves when i was younger and i was learning about prayer i learned a lot about the the value and the power of um how to you know pray and and what was given to me was this mnemonic which was a c t s acts right so what does that stand for it'll be and you can use your finger to do to do this with me with my thumb i'm doing a that's adoration adoring god for just who he is right it's just it's just who he is and this rhymes in with what we're just reading right now from verse six you know you must believe that god is right and that's the other thing who is god to you who have you come to understand God from your own past life? Like when you reflect, um, what do you see God as? Do you see him as provider? Do you see him as someone who's come through for you in impossible situations? Have you seen him as one who's healed you or healed a family member? Have you seen him as someone who's been present with you and being and been a very reliable comfort? And that is where if you have if you've said yes to any of these things, and even other things that I've probably not mentioned in those in that short list. If you've seen him as any of these things, then trust you, me. Um, you have come to realize that there's, there's, there's grounds for understanding why we adore him first. It's for the stuff he's done. It's the stuff he is to us. He is our God. He's our King. He's our Lord. He's, he's master and rule over all. Um, the song Jesus Takes the Wheel kind of borrows on that idea, right? Uh, and that's something to just celebrate him for. So we adore him. Just acknowledging his existence already in our lives, not just existence as like in a very theological, distant way within the Christian faith, but in a very present, I'm talking to a person right here with me. The second thing with your second finger, if you have your, uh, your other finger up, is going to be my index finger. That'll be C, which stands for confession. Uh, this is the time when we come before God and just confess that, hey, God, we... We've either not had enough faith or not trusted you enough, and we've we struggle with this, right? It's 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 okay to be vulnerable in prayer, and that's something many Christians don't realize. Be vulnerable. Let your words, let truly the meditation of your heart, right? As as David prayed in the Psalms, let that meditation of your heart truly be genuine. Uh, so confess to him your sins. Confess to him where you feel like you're struggling, where you're going wrong, where. You feel like you need help because he's listening. He knows you're going through this, but God won't forcefully um, help you through these things if, if you don't you know, give him room to do his thing, right? You've probably heard the expression, God's a gentleman, blah, 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 blah. Know that God's not going to push you into it, but you have to be vulnerable enough with him in prayer. And that's an aspect of having a relationship, right? So confession. And then T, now I'm using my index finger. I hope you're following with me. Uh, that's thanksgiving. So that is you just thanking God for everything, right? For things you're expecting, for things you're hoping for, for things to come, for things that haven't been done yet. 
you're just thanking him. You're just you're just spending time and just saying, hey, God, thank you for just hearing me out. Thank you for just spending time with me. I, I really just appreciate this. Like, even with everything else going on, thank you that I still have this time. Even with the chaos of the world surrounding us, thank you for this time. That's Thanksgiving. Then my last finger, just before my pinky, uh, on my right hand's ring finger, um, that'll be S, which will be supplication. So supplication is praying for others. It's praying for the rest of the church. It's praying for other individuals. It's praying for family. It's praying for everything else, but not having to do with you. You're, you're not praying for everyone else. You're praying for the needs of the world. You're praying uh, concerning issues of justice. You're praying concerning issues of of faith, you're praying concerning issues of ministry and sharing of the gospel and so on and so forth. And it's important to know that prayer really is a holistic activity. It's it's you spending time talking not just to God about what you are concerned about, but also talking to God about things he's concerned about. And then lastly, it's not part of the ACTS, the ACTS, a mnemonic that I mentioned earlier, but this is an important thing to keep in mind. I like to add the last thing on the pinky. Uh, it's not it's not the least, <laughs> last but not definitely not the least. It is the element of waiting. Now, something people forget to do is um, either journal or write something or keep it in the back of their minds after praying something that you want to see what God's doing, right? So it's important to keep watch and seeing how God's going to answer some prayers, right? He doesn't do it the way we want or we wish because we have to remember God doesn't just have us in mind. He has everyone else in mind. His goal is through your prayers as someone who believes to impact the life of someone else so that in them seeing God's goodness, God's faithfulness, right, to them, they may come to not only just believe in him, but they'll come to trust him more. And that's something to keep in mind. So it's also you trusting him as this other person or these other people around the world. People you might know, people you might not know, may come to know him. And I'll end this by talking about a brief testimony of mine uh, regarding prayer. Because I feel like this is important for a segment like this. Uh, while I was in high school, I was going through this phase when I really, where I really, really questioned a lot about my own faith. And... I came to realize in my first year of high school that I really didn't know enough about God on my own. And, and that caused me to struggle with a lot about how I prayed, how I approached God, how I believed, and all that. So it forced me to go down this path where I tried to pray, right? And, and read a lot on like the faith, on the Bible, etc., 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 right? Like all these things. And I don't know how many of you in the audience already in, in such a place, right? Uh, I've seen some online who've also quit the faith just because they, they don't know how to process what they're reading and what they're understanding. Um, but I hope my story is something that still helps you kind of put some things in perspective. Because um, perhaps in my story, maybe there's a way God wants to speak to you. And that in itself is, you know, as you guessed it, the prayer. Uh, proof of God is, back to verse 6 of chapter 11 of Hebrews, um, and while I, while in high school, I ended up being, you know, getting uh, the high position of chairperson of the Christian Union in Nairobi, Kenya. For those of you who know, I'm Kenyan, and uh, I attended this high school that was predominantly Muslim, um, Turkish at that. 
and uh, it was great to actually have a space for Christians to just, you know, kind of exist in it and, and have time to just pray and trust God, especially being in a boarding school. Uh, so at one point in time, this is my very, I think my very first sermon that I, I preached. This is when I'm in my second, going to third year of high school. And um, I had previously struggled with the flu and I couldn't go home. We were in the middle of finals. And I prayed and trusted God and just said, hey, God, I don't know if you're here. Jesus, I don't know if you're here, but I really need your help with this flu. I don't have any medication. I can't go to the nurse. We are neck deep in, you know, <laughs> assignments and reading. I can't go and I can't sleep. My throat, my sore throat, my throat hurts. It's sore. It's bad. Everything's off. And um, I remember as I was talking, I, something told me just be patient and trust God as you're um just talking to him and letting him know about what your problems are or what your issues are and uh the next morning this is as i was going to bed and the next morning i got up uh went to class had morning prep at about six in the morning we had very early days uh six in the morning seven eight nine ten eleven by midday no medication nothing at all my flu cleared on its own now, that's a miracle in my books. And for me, that kind of helped me understand that God doesn't ignore the prayers of those who approach him. So if you're feeling a little shy or a little embarrassed or a little hesitant to pray, I just want to dare you with that one. And so where I went also, where I attended school as well was in Karen, which was moist and known to be very cold. And this time of year was very chilly. And and there's no way I would have been well <laughs> given those conditions. Like I even been known for getting sick, for just climbing up a mountain and just catching a flu, like terrible flus, and they never clear off like that. So that sign alone was remarkable to me, and I couldn't th- I couldn't place where that came from or how that happened, but it just gave me such a joy. Now the next day evening when I was supposed to uh, have my first um, you know sermon preached at. Uh, the Christian Union with other school kids, with my fellow classmates and schoolmates and everyone else from every other grade and class. People at the end of it raised requests, right? So I have a friend who was in a cast. He broke in his arm as he was, uh, you know, going off to lunch. He just slipped and fell because the tiling was really slippery and it had just been freshly mopped. So he had a broken arm and had just had it um, taken and put into a cast the day before, the day I was just healed on my flu. So during that during that meeting, you know, I pray at the end after giving my sermon. I was so charged. I'd never, like, preached before, really. Not really. That was my very first one. And I shared my own testimony, and people were like, hey, pray for me. I had friends in the in the group who were Muslim who were also attending and just listening. And then and they were like, hey, cool. Let's, let's also bring out our request. So uh, I pray for these guys. Um, I have my friend who was in his cast. And then the next day... One of my friends who's Muslim, who's from a grade below me, was came up to me and said, Hey, you know that prayer request I asked you to uh, make before God? Um, my friend's fine now. Like, he's completely good. And I asked him, what do you mean? He said, yeah, the guy's okay. Like, I don't know what happened in that prayer, but yeah, God heard you. Um, the next story was that of... Um, Another friend of mine who, you know, the, you know, my very friend, my very same friend who was in a cast and he told me I couldn't move my fingers yesterday, but now I can move them. 
and he had told me that you know i'm still due for surgery on friday so this was a tuesday that we had the thing and then wednesday's when he's now telling me about his finger his fingers you know moving a little bit thursday he approaches me again and says hey i'm able to move my arm by friday he goes into the doctor doctor looks at his bone structure because he had broken his uh, radius um if anyone knows their biology you know he had broken his arm bone forearm bone the doctor says hey you are actually pretty okay you don't need any surgery your arm healed and he cannot explain it since that day my friend when my friend came back after visiting the hospital and it was on saturday this was friday evening going saturday he told me about it and he was in tears i won't divulge his name but he knows himself you ever heard this uh, he'll know who it is who's saying this but he was in tears and he could not believe that happened to him and uh, from what i last heard he's an engineer somewhere in the rest of the world but god being able to hear prayers not because someone is uber spiritual but just because someone comes and approaches and understands that god is or basically god exists and rewards those who you know seek him is incredible and i think very encouraging especially during times like this when we are all kind of wrestling with things um i hope the context of my story makes sense and i hope that for those of you who have really not given prayer you know a second thought or have been discouraged by it pretty much um, that from my story that you learn something that's going to be helpful to you um i ask uh, that even as you listen to this and even as you share this that you keep in mind uh the amazing and awesome things god's probably ha- god probably has in store for you uh please continue to follow us on still moons with jesus on um on youtube and on our podcast and just continue just be blessed and we pray i pray i pray that whoever it is who's listening to me listening to us listening to our podcast will truly know that god wants to spend time with you still moments of jesus is not just about you spending time with jesus but jesus wants to spend time with you so i hope from my own story and my own testimony my own witness because i have dozens others that i could share with you uh that this helps encourage you and helps you understand that the faith in which we believe as the ministers on this channel are, is not a faith we uh choke up to doctrine and 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 just good theology and bible even though we are trained in that but you choke it up to just faith and just god and knowing that god comes through um lastly a good theological point to leave you guys with is that the whole point of god existing is a very interesting nod to god's name that we hear about in the exodus 6 that god says i am who i am the rabbis call him the existing one that's another way they refer to god because uh, the word used to refer to god as uh, living quote unquote living does not mean life as we understand life right it's not a spiritual life or a biological life um, and that's why greek kind of helps us understand things zoe life versus bio li- bios life but it is a raw existence it's the verb to be he exists so you're essentially believing in the very nature of god's existence that he's not just that in raw essence but he is with you as one who is by your side 
And I hope you take that with you, even as you go study, pray, go about your home or go about your job, care for your families. Whatever it is you do, remember that he exists, he loves you, and he wants to have fellowship with you. As always, blessings and keep it still moments with Jesus.